Come on, just worship him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Come on, let me just hear the saints just worship him. Come on. Thank you, Father. Come on, open up your mouths. Come on. Thank you, Father. The Father's in the house. He's in the house. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome back to Morning Inspirations. I hope everybody's feeling blessed on this beautiful, beautiful Wednesday morning that God has decided to wake us up in. Let's go ahead and give him some praise right now, right where you're standing, right where you're sitting, whether you're driving, on the job, at home, relaxing. Tell him that you love him this morning. Open up your hearts and your minds right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for the very breath that we are breathing. We thank you this morning to be able to give you praise, Father God, for praises coming out of our mouth, Father God, and having praises on our lips this morning, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for your mercy, your love, and your kindness, Father God. We thank you this morning, Father God, for waking us up, waking our family members up, our friends and our enemies too, oh, Father God. We thank you this morning for directing our paths, Father God, on this day, Father God, and letting our light shines so bright, Father God. We thank you for reminding God as we go forth this morning, Father God. We thank you for being the doctor, Father God. We thank you for being the lawyer, Father God, the psychiatrist, Father God, the way maker, Father God, the change maker, Father God. We thank you for being the accountant in our life, Father God. And most of all, Father God, we thank you for having a seat at your table, Father God. We thank you for going forth, Father God, in our lives and making a path, making a way for us, Father God, for making our paths, our crooked paths straight, oh, Father God. We thank you for bringing wisdom into our lives this morning. We thank you for giving us the understanding, oh, Heavenly Father, and we thank you for your grace and your mercy, Father God, that you so freely give us every single day, Father God. As we go forth, Father God, On this day, Father God, may we hear a word from you, Father God. Heavenly Father, we know that you're able to do all things, oh, Heavenly Father. And we just thank you for wrapping your arms around us and keeping us, Father God, in your fold, oh, Father God. Not it being our will, Father God, but letting your will be done in our lives, oh, Father God. We thank you for the faith, oh, Father God, that you've instilled on the inside of us, Father God. May we go forth and use it, Father God, with the wisdom that you've given to us, Father God. On this day, Father God, make our crooked path straight, Father God. Let us go boldly, Father God, out into this world. On this day, Father God, tell our good testimony, oh Father God, of how you've been so good to us. We thank you in advance. For the things that you're about to do in our lives, oh Father God. We thank you for being the being in the boardroom, Father God, with our name on your lips, oh Father God. We thank you, Father God, for when you said in your word, command it of me, and so shall it be, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for teaching us how to love one another. That agape love, oh Father God, that you have instilled and showed us, Father God, have been our example, Father God. 
God, of what love is supposed to be on this day, Father God. We thank you for instilling it in us, Father God. Father God, we thank you for walking beside us, in front of us, and behind us, Father God. So everly catching us, Father God, when we fall short on this day, Father God. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise right now. Hallelujah to your name. You are worthy to be praised, and we thank you this morning for all that you've done and all that you will do, Father God. Continue to be a permanent fixture in my life, oh Heavenly Father, and train me up in the way in which you want me to go. In Jesus' name, right now I plead the blood over my life and I plead the blood over my friends and family. Heavenly Father, anyone that's in the earshot of my voice, Father God, let the oil get through on this day, Father God. Let them have no doubt and no worry, no fear oh Father God because we know that you're on a battlefield oh Father God we just bless your name this morning hallelujah to your name you are worthy to be praised on this day amen and amen sometimes you just gotta get in there and ask ask our heavenly father to fight those battles, to let that oil get through, to be able to stand on his word, pick up your sword and your shield, cast all your cares upon him, stand on your feet, stand on your feet and stand on your faith because we know that he has put us on an unmovable and an unshakable foundation. Take your time. Let God work with you. Ask him to work with that heart. Work with those thoughts in your mind. And he will do it. He will do it. So I hope everybody is feeling blessed on this beautiful, beautiful Wednesday that God has decided to wake us up in. He did not have to do it, but he did. So let's get on into where your girl is at on this day. I got my notes all ready for you guys. Gotta get my readers out here. But we left off with the boys. Jacob's son, he had sent them on down to Egypt. And they went to the governor, which unbeknownst to them is their brother Joseph. And they have gone to get corn. And he has sent them back with the corn. He's had his steward uh, put their money back into their uh, cattle, camels, uh, mouths, the sacks of money. And they have discovered it. And they are frightened because, after all, he has already accused them when they were in his sight of being spies. And back in that day, that was a big deal. Uh, being spies. As we go forth in the word, we'll see how big a a deal that is uh, when Joshua comes on the scenes. For some of you guys, you probably already read that, but we'll see how big of a deal it is to be a spy (laughs) or have to spy in, in the Old Testament. But the phantom is sore in the land. It's sore in in the land, in the surrounding uh, lands in Egypt and Canaan. 
and Jacob has sent his boys, and they have come back home. They have told their father what has happened to them, how the man accused them of being spies, and how when they got to the inn on their way home, that they found money, their money, in the, in the sacks that they had given him to pay for the corn. And they are a little disturbed. They are a little bit uh, fearful uh, with this. But they also tell their father that the man said that they, they kept Simon. They kept, he kept Simon, and he wanted them to bring Benjamin back to ver- verify that they were the true, honest men, upright men that they said that they were. So we go on to chapter 43, and it my Bible tells me, Now the phantom was severe in the land, and it came to pass when they had eaten up all the grain which they had brought from Egypt, that their father said to them, Go back. And buy us a little bit more food. But Judah spoke to him. See, there's Judah. Judah's back. We had that little tidbit there where uh, Joseph had been, they sold the brother off. And then it jumped, it plopped Judah right down in the middle of this story to tell us what Judah was up to. Remember, Judah had went to his Dulamite friend and got married a couple times and had a couple sons and some of them God took because of their evil ways and um, Tamar had managed to get herself pregnant by Judah and was able to prove it with the three items that she had kept um, that he had gave her in exchange for laying down with her. And then we went on back over to Joseph. So apparently Judah's back. So my Bible tells me in chapter 43, four, verse 3, that Judah spoke to him and saying, the man solemnly warned us saying, you shall not see uh, my face unless your brother is with you. If you send your brother with us, we'll go down and buy food for you. But if you will not sin, if you will not sin him, we will not go down. For the man said to us, you shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. And Israel said, why did you deal so wrongly with me as to tell the man whether you had still another brother? But they said, the man asked us pointedly about ourselves and out about our family, saying, is your father still alive? Have you another brother? And we told him, according to these words, could we possibly have known that he would say, bring your brother? And right there, you know, Judah, I mean, not Judah, Jacob which is now Israel, because remember, we learned about God changing his name during his whole debacle of of having his sons and Mary and Leah and Rachel. Um, Israel, he says to them, why'd you tell them about your brother? Why'd you tell them anything about us? And they had to tell him, look, he asked us point blank, you know, tell us, tell me about yourself. Do you got a father? Is, Is there any more of you? And then Judah also says to Israel, send the lad with me and we will rise and go that we may live and not die. Both we, you and also our little ones. I myself will be surety for him from my hand. You share require him. I do not bring him back to you and set him before you. Then let me bear and blame forever. 
For if we had not lingered, surely by now we would have returned the second time. And their father said to their father Israel said to them, If it must be so, then do this. Take some of the best fruits of the land in your vessel and carry down a present for the man, a little balm, a little honey, spices, mirth, pistachio nuts, and almonds. Take double the money in your hand and take back in your hand the money that was returned in the mouths of the sacks. Perhaps it was an oversight. Take your brother also and arise and go back to the man. And may God Almighty give you mercy before the man that he may release your other brother and Benjamin if I am bereaved and I am bereaved. So the man took the present and Benjamin and they took devil the money in their hand and arose and went down to Egypt and they stood before Joseph. And when Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward of the house, take these men to my home and slaughter an animal and make ready for these men will dine with me at noon. Then the man did as Joseph ordered and the man brought the and the man brought the men into Joseph's house. Now the men were afraid because they were brought into Joseph's house. And they said, is it because of the money which was returned in our sacks the first time that we were brought in? So that he may ca- make a case against us and seize us to take us as slaves with our donkeys. When they drew near the steward of Joseph's house, they talked to him at the door of the house and said, Oh, sir, we indeed came down the first time to buy food. But it happened when we came to the encampment that we opened our sacks and there each man's money was in the mouth of his sacks and our money in full weight. So we have brought it back in our hands and we have brought down other money in our hands to buy food. We do not know who put our money in the sacks. But he said, peace be with you. Do not be afraid. Your God and the God of your father has given you treasure in your sacks. I had your money. Then he brought Simon out to them. Hallelujah. Praise God. We are seeing God work mightily in this family's life. We all can attest to someone doing us wrong at some point in time in our life or maybe possibly felt like someone has done us wrong in our life. The glory out of it is if we harden our heart, and turn our love away from people that we perhaps, then we actually get a chance to see their face again, to ask for forgiveness. Hopefully that God is on the inside of them, that they're unable, they are able to do the right thing. So let's unpack this thing. They have already come back a second time because they've eaten the corn. If you notice, you know, 
My Matthew Henry tells me, let me go back to that. Let me break that down for you guys. My Matthew Henry tells me that Canaan, the land of Canaan, from which these brothers are from, it's not like they're naked. They still have nuts and honey and mirth and all that. But it also tells me without the corn, you're able to make bread and all that good stuff. Something with some substance, something to put that honey on then it's no use having just the honey. And I'm, I imagine, like we learned today, you know, you can get by off a few nuts and things like that if you're dieting. But, you know, they still had something in their land. But they didn't have the key ingredient, which was that corn grain that you make the bread, the levy bread that they made back in the day. And Egypt had it. But my Matthew Henry also tells me that Egypt did not have the honey and the nuts. And the Bible does not say about that. that. But when you have extra books um, that you have ordered or laying around that you want to break the word of God down, it breaks it down a little bit for you. And it tells me that they had honey and um, nuts and mirth and all that good stuff over in Canaan. And while Joseph was so busy staring up, uh, uh, storing up the corn for Pharaoh, uh, they were without those items. So their father tells them, take double the money. We are not going to be seen. And I know all of us have been there. We are not going to be seen going empty-handed. If you had a mother or a grandmother like I had, you are not going to anybody's house for dinner, for Thanksgiving. You're not going empty-handed. And if you come from a little country church like I do, where we had dinner in the kitchen in the back of the church or downstairs, you weren't going You're you you were going to take uh, some chicken, some whole whole cake bread. How many of you guys know about that whole cake bread? My grandma used to make the best whole cake bread. Uh, you were going to take something. You're going to go to somebody's house with a gift. So Joseph, Israel, tells them, take double the money and take a little bit of what we have in our land. Take a little honey. Take a little almond, some spices. Take some nuts, some pistachios. Take this down with you. And you can also take Benjamin. And you have to imagine that he struggled with this. My Matthew Henry says that he struggled with this. And let's think about that. Joseph has already in his head is dead. And he left Joseph in the care of his sons. So he doesn't want to leave his baby, his last baby, his son, Benjamin, in the care of his sons. He know his sons can do and do and say some things that can get them in a little bit of hot water. And, you know, most of all, you know, Benjamin was the last son that Rachel was able to have for her. She had him in childbirth and died right after she had Benjamin. Remember, our Bible tells her, tells us that she named him Benoniah, but Jacob went on to call him Benjamin before she laid her to rest. So, of course, he doesn't want his baby son 
the one that he's now darting on like he did with Joseph to go with his older sons. He know what they're capable of. They didn't slaughter the whole town. It's been years. And although as parents, we want the best for our children. We know, you know, we know sometimes that you got that one son or that one daughter or perhaps many that may not do the right thing when they're out of your eyesight. But against his better judgment, he does let Benjamin go. And he tells the brothers, you know, take Benjamin also and may God Almighty have mercy on you before this man. So we, we right here, we know that uh, Israel, Jacob, he's still leaning and dependent on God. He still knows that God is in this place. God is in the midst of of everything in his life as he goes forth. So they get down there, and they're still a little bit shaken up. You got to remember, Simon is still there. Simon is still there. My Matthew Henry tells me that even though they were able to travel along the border of the Mediterranean Sea, from Egypt to Canaan, and I actually looked it up on the map, and I found a a big old map that I got hanging up, guys, but um, it was about a 10-day trip, so let's think about this thing here. Let's break this thing down. You went the first time to get corn. He has taken your brother, accused you of being spies. You had to travel all the way back to your father, so 10 days traveling back Apparently, you've been there a couple days because Judah said, Has we had we not hesitated and returned, we would have been back with the second batch already. So now it's going to take you 10 more days to get there. Poor Simon been in prison 20 some days now, <laughs> he's been in prison 20 days now. If you look at it from that aspect, because that's what my Matthew Henry tells me, it was a 10 day trip by camel and you're loaded down with corn and money and I imagine your personal uh, belongings it also tells us a few times as we go back that that is where one of the brothers found the sack of money is when they were in an inn and then Judah tells us when they you know as they encamped they, they found the money in their sack. So, you know, he's already been in prison. Simon's been in prison 20 days upon the second time that they happened to go down to Egypt to get the second batch. And I imagine they were scared. I imagine if someone accused me and kept my brother and I'm having to discuss this with my father and my father is so heartbroken over the first child that he lost, he's not willing to put his last, his only baby son into the hands of these brothers. And after pondering it, and I suppose surrendering it to God and saying, God, if it be in your will, either he's going to die, if if we're all going to die, if we don't get this extra corn to, so that we may eat, we're going to starve because of this phantom in the land. Or I could be obedient. I can trust you, Lord. That if I send my son with my other sons, that he will return with me 
to me, and he will the and Simon will return as well. So Jacob has done this thing, and they have gone off. And as we see, the stewardess meet them. The steward, Joseph's stewards, meet them, and they're a little bit shaken. They're a little bit shaken, and they're afraid. For one, they won't, don't want to be accused of being thieves now. They've already been accused of being spies. They don't want to be accused of being thieves. Their money was returned to them. But Jacob's man, the steward, ensures them that he said, I had your money. I had your money. And I was the one that put it back in your sacks. And he told him, peace be with you and do not be afraid for your God and the God of your father has given you treasures in your sacks. I had your money and then he brought Simon out to them. I assume that the steward kind of suspects or perhaps I wouldn't even say had a conversation. I would assume that he suspects that Joseph has a tenderness for these men, these men that has come into uh, their fold. I suspect that he he knows that Joseph has a tender place in his heart for these men. So his kind words his comforting words allows them to relax a little bit they're not accused anymore of being spies they're not accused anymore of being thieves because he assures them I am the one that had your money I'm the one that returned it to you and Joseph upon seeing his brother Benjamin I believe my Bible tells me that he orders the steward of the house to go slaughter an animal and make ready so that he can dine with him at noon. I believe he was a bit overjoyed to see Benjamin. I believe that he saw something in his brothers, my Matthew Henry tells me, that made him have a little bit of compassion for his brothers. Maybe, just maybe, after what they thought that have done to him, sold him and he might be dead by now, who knows? I believe that in seeing Benjamin and seeing that maybe God has chastised them for their deeds that they did to him. He's a little bit curious. He's a little bit more lighthearted, but he's still got his guard up. He still wants to know what these men are made of. Do they still have that evil in their heart like they did so, so long ago for him? So after they get cleaned up, my Bible tells me when they were taken into the dining room, they were seated in which the manner that they were born according to the way that they were born. So we're going to finish up chapter 43 and be readying ourselves for chapter 44 on Friday. And that's going to take us out of the book of Genesis and take us right into Exodus. So 
So the man brought so the man brought the men into Joseph's house and gave them water and washed their feet and then he gave their donkeys feed. Then they made the present ready for Joseph coming at noon for they heard that they would eat bread there. And when Joseph came home, they brought him the present which was in their land into the house and bowed before him in the earth, to the earth. Then he asked them about their well-being and said, Is your father well, the old man of whom you spoke? Is he still alive? Here again we see Joseph still curious. You brought my brother, but let me still ask about my father. And they said, Your servant, our father, is in good health. And he is alive. And they bowed their heads down to him. To them. Bowed their heads down to him. Then he lifted his eyes and saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son, and said, Is this your younger brother of whom you spoke to me? And he said, God be gracious to you, my son. Now his heart yearned for his brother. So Joseph made haste and sought somewhere to weep. And he went into his chambers and wept there. Then he washed his face and came out. And he restrained himself and said, Serve the bread. So they set him a place by himself and them by themselves. And the Egyptians who ate with him by themselves. Because the Egyptians could not eat food with Hebrews. For that was an abomination to the Egyptians. And they sat there before him. And the firstborn according, and they set there before him the firstborn according to his birthright, and youngest according to his youth. And the men looked in astonishment at one another. Then he took the servings to them from before him, but Benjamin's serving was five times as much as any of theirs. So they drank and were merry with him. Look at the power of God. As we come back on Friday, we'll break down verse 28 through 33. Thomas getting away from me. Um, but I just want you to notice that everything that Joseph has done up until this point is to get information. And although I can imagine that he's hurt by the fact that he probably thought that he would never see his brothers anymore. Not only is he trying to get information, he's trying to see where their heart is. He's trying to see where their heart is. Have they changed? And look at God all in this situation. Look at God. God is always going to get the glory out out of every situation we go through. Victoria J. has to constantly remind herself of the good and the bad. I have to pep talk myself. I have to pep talk myself. Encourage myself in the Lord. Be reminded during any difficult times in my life. As long as I keep my hands in God's hands, and know that he sits up high, looks down low. As long as I do everything that he asks me to do, love my neighbors, love on one another, be obedient to him, 
Give him the glory. Come to his storehouse with thanksgiving. Praise in my mouth. No matter what the situation looks like, he may not give me the answers, but he will bring me out of it because he has to get the glory. He doesn't like for us to put anything and no man before him. We serve a jealous God. Remember that. And he's getting the glory out of bringing this family back together. And it may have taken years for this all to unfold. But we know that he's still in the blessing business. It's a phantom in the land. And even though these boys did Joseph wrong, Joseph has been placed in a position of power in a position to be able to feed his family and also forgive them and harden his heart and see what their heart is made of. So when we come back on Friday, we'll jump right into this dinner that he seated them according to their birth and their youth. We'll jump into the five times double portion that he's given unto Benjamin, as well as we'll see what happens next as we get carried out of Genesis into Exodus. I hope you guys are enjoying this thus far. I am enjoying telling the story for you. And I, as you can see, there is nothing new under the sun. Go read Ecclesiastes. There is nothing new. We don't go through anything in 2023 or that's to come that has not already been done, especially in families and in the world. So if our Heavenly Father can forgive us, don't you think it's time for you to be able to forgive someone else? Peace and blessings to you all. And if it be in God's will, We will see you right back here on Friday. This podcast is sponsored by Faithful Counseling. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Victoria J. from 12th Street Talk Back and Morning Inspirations. Did you guys pour into yourself? I hope you poured into yourself today. If not, sometimes we can need a little bit more pouring. And today, I'm here to offer you just that. With my new friends and partners, Faithful Counseling. You all always hear me talk about partnering with my Christian Conrads and Christ and always needing that extra shoulder to lean on as well as my faith. Well, today, you can take comfort in having that exact same partner with Faithful Counseling. Thank you, Faithful Counseling, for sponsoring this podcast. With Faithful Counseling, you will get access to your needs and you'll be matched with your own licensed professional therapist who is a practicing Christian. That's right, who is a practicing Christian. You can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's text, chat, phone, or video call. And you can message your therapist at any time to schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. 
And if your therapist isn't the right fit, for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional cost. With Faithful Counseling, you get the same professionalism and quality you can expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you. More scheduling, flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at FaithfulCounseling.com slash 12 Street Talk Back. That's FaithfulCounseling.com slash 12 Street Talk Back. I've also linked it in the description below. Let's start pouring into yourself today with your new partner at Faithful Counseling.